water, earth, fire, air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. A production by the Novice Elitist Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. podcast about all things Avatar. Here we are, finally returning to cover our book one overview. Yeah, much anticipated and uh, happy to uh, once again be talking to you, Mr. Isaac. And we're not super prepared, so we don't know how this is going to go. But when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. So let's do this overview. We've never done this before. Uh, much like the beginnings of our show, uh, this is very similar uh, in that we just don't know how we're going to do this properly. But hopefully we'll get it right next book because we have to, I mean, again, this is our first book, so we have to break the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the actual thing that I want to bring up uh, first off is um, I realize that our format for the show, talking about this book or talking about the series itself is very similar to the show itself where many of my complaints throughout the entire, like I think through each book or each episode, excuse me, uh, I realize kind of are, I don't say alleviated, but everything is almost rectified and, or, or all the, all the issues are, and, and complaints are addressed in book two, if that makes sense. Um, starting with the idea of not to, you know, push this into few not not to spoil anything but let's just say there's i think more not that there wasn't a central story in this there certainly was isn't like ang and company want to go to the north pole um to learn how to be waterbender and from there many other things ensue and the whole plot of the show is is revealed uh to say to master the elements uh before the summers end before the susan's comet returns but I, I just mean that, like, I guess a lot of our complaints as well with, like, how maybe certain, like, each episode should be tighter or at least it, instead of it being episodic, it should be more arc. Not to say it wasn't an arc, but, like, each episode should feel a little more, uh, each of them should all feel connected by the end point. And I think book two kind of does that. So hopefully my comparison between, like, our, our beginnings and our I'll say introduction, but all the preceding episodes that we've released are co- coincide with how the first book of Avatar was handled. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But just out of curiosity, do you think I should put all that in the spoiler section? I don't know, because I didn't really yeah. bring up a lot of like it's I mean, OK, mm-hmm. suspension of disbelief for those who are have listened or have watched all of Avatar already, like this show is one of the is a suspension of disbelief where yes, I go over the top and I'm exaggerating with like, Oh no, what's going to happen next? But it's, it's a gag. Mm-hmm. It's, it's for fun. It's for laughs. I'm just doing it because I think it's funny. It's obviously like, yes, if you know, if you've seen the series, then disclaimer, everything I'm saying is kind of, I'm just wasting air. 
No, it's you know, it's, but I guess that's 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 our podcast, so I, I guess it's, it's our rules. Yeah, it's it's playing the role for yeah, and also telling people that yeah, we're not we're trying to spoil things because we know what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Like for those who genuinely come to this podcast, thank you by the way, um, to listen to us talk about Avatar and to not spoil them of things because you know every every new sh- like there's always a new viewer for every show, no matter how old it is. I, I just I recently I just finished. Uh, the series Pat Labor. Um, oh, and so I, you know, didn't know much about that. It's not as series story heavy, I'd say, except for the movies, but like the TV series is not s- super story heavy like this, I'd say. But it's hmm. still like it, there's still stuff that could have been spoiled to me. So I'm grateful that, you know, I, I only knew about some spoilers, but uh, you know, right there, it's like there's, I don't think anybody's, there's a show out there that's, you know, talk or the podcast. There probably is a podcast out there talking about Patley right now. But my, <laughs> my the point remains that and no matter how like old you are, or if you've passed by um, the discourse uh, of a hot topic such as Avatar, you know we're doing this almost 10, 20 years later from the series when it released, and it'll be for Core. It'll almost be ten years since it was released. So like, you know again suspension of disbelief like this is we're just, if the office if there's a podcast about the office then why can't there be a podcast about the avatar yeah and just to follow up on your initial point i don't know how much of a complaint i necessarily have with it being so episodic but it definitely did feel like they were spacing out the big story quite a bit more than you might get in book two or three there's a little bit more of a focus complaint is the wrong word i don't want to i want to say that i don't know critique is is the is the right word either Maybe just in comparison, like if the rest of the series was pretty loose like that, it would feel like, oh, I guess that's just kind of show this is. <sighs> but the fact that the rest of it and Korra is so much tighter, it does make this first season look. That is the case. You're, you're right there. And the fact that I'm like I said, I remember early on in one of our episodes, uh, I was like, I, I have to close my mind. I have to be close minded about the series mm-hmm. because. I can't just think of the overall package. I can't just see the big picture. I have to like stay down here and remember what it was like to be not knowing all this stuff, but it's so hard. And I think I failed that. Mm-hmm. I just can't do it. Unfortunately, I, f- I failed that. Like um, I feel that point I, I made a, a, a stance on, but Oh, well can't it's hard. I, it's, it's, it's super hard, especially with our format where we talk about, spoilers and non-spoilers and just kind of split it up and we just so it all gets a little we, we we go off on on just a tangent and just yeah. like speculate on on nothing on a on a 20, near 20 year old show <laughs> well hey it's it's come back like oh they should have done this it's like that's pretty well i guess okay but again we we also made a point to say that this was not a reaction we did not make this in reaction to the news of the series like the netflix live action series being shown or or being announced excuse me yeah or all the new avatar studios or 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 the fact that breck is now head of a subsidiary of of a nickelodeon studio so yeah but getting into a little bit of the whole yeah episodic thing there's definitely a number of what i would call filler episodes in this season um some of them are pretty fun some of them you know maybe not so much fun um (laughs) I, i mean i came in kind of positive on the great divide but returning to it it's a little bit like eh, like it didn't really hold up as much as i was hoping <laughs> you can you can see the cracks there you can see the cracks absolutely 
but out of the kind of uh, filler episodes, looking through the list here, I'm trying to think of which ones really stood out for me that I liked. Because now it's been like a year since we started this. I'm trying to, trying to put myself back there. Um, I know that you like the King of Omashu quite a bit. And that was not exactly filler. I mean, they had a couple things in there that continued on. and But at the time, at least, I thought it was filler. Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest. I think it's it's filler. I'm just trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. I know I'm trying to be sure. on its side, even though that's kind of kind of dumb. Yeah, you could you could certainly see meandering, as in like they don't know what they're doing, and so they're just like, all right, we're going. Uh, it's a road trip. I mean, that was the whole point. That was the whole premise of the first book, for entirely of like it's just a road trip. Like they're just going from point A to B, and they're stopping them points along the way. Listen, let's be honest here. Like, some some series get it, and some series just just are like absolutely perfect first time around. And this was obviously trying to be a long form of television, uh, with with continuous storytelling. It, you know, it 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 didn't it deviated a bit, but like I still think it it turned out well. I think it, in a way, I think it handled itself a little better than Justice League. And only that, like, from the some of those episodes we watched Justice League, like, long ago on our other channel, um, if you remember those at all, they were also just episodic. Like, they didn't have these mm-hmm. long arcs. There was no, until, obviously, Unlimited, I'm aware of that, until Unlimited. They didn't have this, like, long-form storytelling, which I wish that series did, and that's where Unlimited comes in, so we have Unlimited to thank for that. But still... That initially also didn't, it was more episodic and did have some arcs, but not many. Or not season long, excuse me. Yeah, and of course, I don't mean to, uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of just straight episodic television, like classic Doctor Who, completely episodic, a lot of Star Trek TNG. So I think that has its place, and um, I wouldn't necessarily complain about it with Avatar. If again, like like we've talked, talked about, if the rest of the show didn't, feels so kind of straightforward and it's uh serialized storytelling especially Korra I mean there's so little filler in Korra it's a pretty I guess they don't have as many episodes so I guess that's why but that's the thing and this is already a 20 episode series which cuts down from either the regular 22 or 26 episodes mm-hmm. yeah, what was uh join asking in classic who how much uh how long were the seasons exactly or how many episodes were there usually in whatever you would call a season um, in that in that show format yeah it was on for so long it changed like initially they would have about 10 maybe like seven to ten serials a season and those would range anywhere from four parts to seven parts so that's a lot of a lot of episodes <laughs> and how many uh how long were they were they an hour long or were they 30 minutes uh, about yeah about 30 minutes like 24 minutes kind of thing okay by the end they kind of standardize at four uh, serials a season and those would range anywhere from four episodes to three episodes so they definitely slowed it down because it was crazy in the beginning but again not knowing fully what they were doing back then but obviously look at where doctor who is now yeah just the 45 minute long episodes oh boy because <laughs> who's playing in the background <laughs> so correct me if i'm wrong tng had 26 episodes per season yeah that sounds about right 
at least at the start. We've had this discussion before. I might be meandering in or I might be just repeating ourselves. But I've had this, like, we've had this discussion off recording, I think. At least on this channel. I don't know about the other one, but... You can, like, like the whole, like, serialized storytelling with, like, 26 episodes uh, is hard. You get a lot of filler in that. That's a standardized thing in American television, at least in the... Yeah, it back back in the day, excuse me, from like the sixties to the two thousands, I'd say. Obviously, right around the time when the Sopranos were coming out, that's uh, that that's when things started to change. Maybe there was another point in history when things changed, but if we're talking like long serialized storytelling throughout a whole season, um, really, I, I I guess maybe Buffy the Vampire Slayer was trying to do that, where mm-hmm. uh, it, it was trying to make the whole like trying to tell an actual story or what I mean is basically trying to tr- translate a novel into a television series. That's what I'm trying to say hmm. where you, you have w- with the novel, you can have many characters you can have, you can get in their heads. Obviously that's a difference in medium. People think it's like awkward and doesn't fit right in when, when it's my voice uh, in television, like it's monologue yet somehow Magnum PI succeeds at it. And I don't know if people are currently lambasting the Batman for having inner monologue. I have no idea. Um, that's still, I think, great to have more inner monologue. Sorry, that's besides the point. Uh, I just, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm trying to state that I think it's possible to make 26 episodes, like, like com- make people compelled to watch 26 episodes without going to the standard uh, of having like, I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Are, are you talking about just without going to filler? Or? Yes. You can have. Yeah. There you go. You can have a entire 26 episode season without filler, or at least it it looking initially like filler, and then later on it turns out no, this was an important episode. I think that's a standard they they, they do in those mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. And BSG, the first like two seasons really felt that way. Like it was a very tight story told over about i think 22 episodes a season there you go that's that's exactly what i mean yeah which of course has its place i mean i i love the just kind of episodic television i wish we would get back to that in some ways <laughs> like i love when you can just jump into any random episode from any season and be fully into it without random things like coming in where you're like oh i have no clue what this plot is like, like i used to love just catching bits and pieces of random shows on tv just oh i'll watch an episode of uh, night rider today you don't need to have some sort of ongoing plot that you're lost in it's just kind of you're watching this episode and i kind of miss that therein lies the fact of now we're <laughs> we've gone from talking about you know uh, a family show on nickelodeon to how tv handles itself when it comes to storytelling i think yeah. that's fascinating <laughs> uh but just of how like yeah it's it's continuous storytelling versus episodic and right there is the difference of what caters to the individual. If they like episodic or if they want an arc. That's the thing, isn't it? Oh, but uh, again, kind of maybe to, unless you want, unless you have more to say in this regard. No, I guess uh, I guess my final point is to each their own. I, I leave it up to the viewer yeah. of whether you <laughs> in the end, it just matters. Did you enjoy it? as its own episode or did you enjoy the whole uh, whole the thing as a whole did you enjoy one piece of pie or did you enjoy having the whole like 
piece of pie at once or the whole pie, mm. excuse me. Oh, but still uh, kind of looking at some of the kind of the filler episodes for this season. I think uh, Jet kind of stands out for me as a, a really good one in that regard where it didn't really add too much to the overall plot, but just kind of brought a new element to our enemy that we're looking at and who like who necessarily can be a bad guy. It's not just these Fire Nation people. So even though it was kind of filler, I still think it kind of brought an important uh, topic up for the show. Yes. No, I guess, yeah, Jet was one of those as well. I'm trying to think of some other ones that would have been classified as filler. I mean, I guess the fortune teller. Yeah. And I think that one, I think that one was a pretty solid one. Yeah, it was, it was funny because it didn't really have, that was, I didn't realize this until now. I, 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 remembering back, I didn't say this at all, but it was, uh, it was one of those no, no villain episodes. Like there wasn't a mm. villain there. Like there wasn't a central antagonist in that. I like that. Yeah. I like that too. I always enjoy when that happens. It's like, we don't always need to see the fire nation everywhere. Their presence is there. We don't, we get that, but this was, yeah, it was, it was very nice. And it, it, and it was a love story who knew or who would think it's a love story. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel like the overall plot came across? I mean, it was, I guess the first, like maybe three episodes kind of focused on setting up the plot. And then I feel like the next time we really get back to it was maybe when did Katara lose her uh, betrothed necklace? Was that episode five imprisoned imprisoned? Mm. Yeah. And then I guess that we had another kind of trilogy with the avatar Roku and uh, uh, the spirit world, the winter solstice parts one and two. Yeah. Those. Yeah. So I guess they have little batches of kind of more story focused ones. Like again, we get the storm and the blue spirit paired up. Those are more story focused, I I think. And then I guess it doesn't really come back to the final like three parter. So here okay, so here's what it looks like. So it's it's South Pole, uh or the, the, the Southern Hemisphere, as I'm calling it, because they go to the South Air Southern Air Temple, so it's obviously in the Southern Hemisphere. I know they're obviously in the Southern Hemisphere and they're making their way towards the Northern Hemisphere, but just just go with me on this one, guys. Uh, then we have the Winter Solstice arc, which is really only... I, I don't know if you want to lop in Water Bending Scroll in there or not, because that's the one right after preceding it, and it has to do with water, mm. so maybe that's a filler one. I don't yeah. I think I'll connect it to those two. And then obviously we have um, the Blue Storm, or at least uh, the backstory for, for both our you know main and protagonist and our main antagonist at least in mm-hmm. this series and in, in this book excuse me and then yeah we have the we have the northern water tribe um arc which is three episodes uh for the end and then everything else is filler yeah <laughs> just kind of space out their main like what's that like nine ten episodes so we have three uh three four five six seven eight nine ten so they went from a 10 episode plot and then they added 10 more episodes to it that's interesting so i don't know if i'm gonna save it here maybe i'll put a pin in this but maybe i don't know if this should be done but we could speculate on how the netflix uh adaptation is gonna look like and what they would oh that's interesting yes yeah Mm. we'll save that for later um Let's, let's get through this like this series first and then maybe go into that. 
Yeah, so, and I really do think all the main, like, story episodes, I think they all are the real, like, big standout ones. Like, I like some of those filler ones quite a bit, but the real standout episodes, something like The Storm, I think was just fantastic. Um, yeah, that f- f- final, like, three-parter, <laughs> I thought was overall quite good, and um, Avatar Roku, of course, really, really stood out. Yeah, those ones, those ones, what they did was they significantly changed, brought, brought change to the, um, to the playing field and the characters. The characters learned something in each of those ones. Um, mm-hmm. Katara and Sokka learned that the Avatar has been beneath them, or at least near them this whole time, since before they were born, for crying out loud. Aang learns that the <laughs> world is not what it was, and the fact that he was frozen for 100 years. Aang goes to the Southern Air Temple and is confirmed, like, has his, like, not suspicions, but has Katara and Sokka's claims uh, proven f- uh, factual when he sees the skeletons of the airbenders in Monk Yatso. Um, mm. Winter Solstice, uh, we get introduced to the spirit world. Uh, we see Heibai, uh, one of the first spirits, at least we see in the series. Um, and Aang learns more about how, or at least, yeah, it interacts with Fang. Then we go and see Avatar Roku, um, who then like tells Aang of the entire reason he needs, or the urgency uh, of a plot that is now set in motion in that you have to get to know these elements to defeat fire lord or else uh mcguffin comes in and gives more power to (laughs) uh bad guys um Mm -hmm. storm we go back and see uh both ang and zuko's backstories uh as to like how their characters are and how they came to be as people then the next episode may seem like filler but again the end line i'd say with like if what is it? I've, I've already forgot the line, even though it's like one of my favorite lines. Um, <laughs> would you would you be would you be my friend? And then obviously, uh, water 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 uh, the northern water tribe. Um, we get the spirits like the the moon and the ocean spirit are there, and the fact that they gave their immortality away, and we see the spirit world. And actually goes into the spirit world rather than before he wasn't in the spirit world. Um, Every time we learn, and Katara learns that her betrothed necklace uh, was, you know, carved mm-hmm. here. She and Sokka originate from the Northern Water Tribe, actually, well, are descendants of Northern Water Tribers. And that the teacher that she is being taught waterbending, you could have been her grandfather. Uh, Sokka learns of Yue and, you know, that she was blessed by uh, the ocean and moon spirits. And also, uh, learns that he could be a leader given like everything he's learned up to this point from the series from the episode excuse me each and i uh as for zuko he i guess learn kind of realizes that his sur- or his quest for the avatar is futile a bit or at least those seeds are sown first so every mm-hmm. single like one of these arcs or whatever you want to call these important pivotal episodes has meaning to it uh, and changes mm-hmm. the character somehow, and they learn something. That's what separates these from the filler, where world building is explored in the filler, whereas this actually, like, our characters uh, change, or they, they, they experience something. Maybe I'm right. 
or maybe maybe that's maybe that's something I, I i don't know oh no that's yeah definitely and i'll i'll just quickly say this note about uh the storm and the blue spirit then we can move on to the characters but i really do think that was a beautiful piece of structuring putting those two back to back where we kind of take one episode to split these two up and really dissect who they are and how they got to where they are and then just shove them together in the blue spirit and see their kind of first interactions as a uh, what's what's the word um comrades or you know not enemies they have to actually work together and i thought that was a great piece of writing yes allies in that in the in that situation allies thank you that's what i was looking for yeah just overall i think the character who we saw maybe the most growth would probably be um oh uh, probably zuko i think maybe had the most growth but what do you think Hmm. So I guess they all had quite a bit of expanding out, but I would say by the end of it, maybe oh, it's actually hard. It's either him, yeah, that's Sokka, or maybe Katara. But it's either I actually say like between Zuko and Sokka, because you look at Sokka episode hmm. one, and then you look at him episode twenty. There, there, they are two completely separate characters. Yeah. Like so, like again that and that was I was stressed that enough that I was hoping or upon looking back at at this series uh, I I wish they had like made Han the shadow character of 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 Sokka and even Katara um where he's all their like nasty like the nastiest of of their traits uh all in in, <laughs> in one package basically and we maybe that's too obvious and maybe there's subtleties there that I didn't pick up uh, they're too subtle to subtle for me, excuse me, but uh, it's, but I, but I think it's a tie. I'm going to say it's between Zuko and Sokka because hmm. obviously episode one, we see Zuko is dead set on getting Aang. He's getting the avatar and we find out why, but by episode 20, he's like, I'm tired. And that the, the uh, like hunting the avatar is not the first thing on his mind. Mm-hmm. So I maybe Zuko edges out from Sokka, but I still think Sokka comes in just of his attitude and the fact that he was a small town guy or well, I don't even know a small town, but like really, really small town guy thrust into this big, like big world. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel, and they are also two people to contrast one born of royalty, the other not born of royalty at all. One going around the world, one stuck at the bottom of the world. Yeah, and Sokka, initially when we first saw him, was kind of this kind of blowhard and competent. Like, he was like, oh, I have to be, like, the toughest person in the village. But nobody really respected him, and he himself really didn't have the capability that he was projecting that he had. And then you see as the show goes on, he just, yeah, maybe became more aware of his his failings and learned more like i think the wars of kiyoshi was maybe a good wake-up call for him to kind of give him some more more training instead of just kind of going on bluster alone so yeah and that was a that was a filler episode yep yeah that's true yeah and probably ang maybe stayed the most stagnant as a character yes um yeah, no. I I'd say Katara did get some development there. Maybe we'll go on that in a, in a bit. But sure. For for Aang, yeah, no. It his he is as goofy as he was in the beginning. 
and and some people are probably not happy about that and he should take things more seriously uh or they're just like no this is this is a perfect description of his character like he sh- and do all the characters have to be i think i even stated that where all our characters are different by the end of this i mean maybe the only difference is that with him and katara they both have now learned waterbending <laughs> so in the beginning of the uh, like beginning of this of the series of the book we couldn't see them waterbending we could see ang obviously waterbending by way of avatar state and not by mm-hmm. like, con- like consciously himself but by the end of it we see you know katara finally like like her character arc is at least fulfilled in that she wanted to be a waterbender i mean she, she but she wanted to get her hone her skills as a waterbender excuse me um and she fulfills that wish so she she accomplished what she wanted to set out to do which is that's that's incredible yeah and it's been a while since we watched that first episode but wasn't there a bit with her where she like wanted to see the world and kind of leave their isolated little area so she actually got to go out there and stand on her own and you know not be so tucked away anymore yeah no she did end up doing that um and with that we didn't get a i don't know if we got a moment of i've seen the world like she where she i guess is asked by a, uh, a separate character there in the north pole of like so you've seen the entire world was it worth it or like what what has your journey been up to this point i don't think we get that i don't hmm. i don't think we get i <laughs> again here's here's me being a dunce and asking i think we should i wish we had a line like that yeah, I think maybe the uh, Bato of the Water Tribe may have been a good episode for that. Yes. And to be like, oh, you kids, you've been traveling. What kind of what's your experience been? Yes. Might have been nice to have a scene like that. Rather than just like rather than just reminiscing and not to say reminiscing isn't there, but like a scene could have been added uh, of them being like, yeah, our experiences like we're we're so like culture shocked like it's 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 amazing it's incredible yeah that could have definitely helped and again we'll we'll definitely see maybe some more of that kind of discussions going on as the show goes on i feel like they get more into that kind of stuff and maybe a little bit more um introspective on that on those two because i feel like in this first season even though we do see quite a bit of change with them (laughs) sometimes i feel like their writing was a little bit um inconsistent like we talked about in some of those filler episodes where it seemed like they would just change characters just for the sake of the plot of the episode that we're in. I feel like we don't get as much of that as the show continues on. And that's kind of what I was alluding to before is that really these guys, while they did have an entire like plot like written out and they knew how the series was going to end probably from day one. And I believe them on that front. It's not a George Lucas thing where it's like, ah, I knew exactly how Return of the Jedi was going to end in 1975 whenever he wrote that first <laughs> draft. Um, I believe these guys did know exactly how they were going to finish the series off. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously how they got to that point, did they fudge some things? I don't think they fudged a lot. But was there inconsistencies and continuity error? Not not continuity error, certainly not. But I, I think the word is, yeah, inconsistencies. Um certain things maybe i don't know maybe some inconsistencies with characters but like i don't think there were ever like other than maybe like you know ang acting at a character with the with Tao of the water tribe with the map maybe you could mm-hmm. say that's like really out of character which i think we agreed that it was 
uh, don't remember now. Mm-hmm. I don't think I did. I think I said I, I made a case where it's like, no, this could make sense. But at the same time, yeah, it still does feel dissociating from like the rest of the plot itself. Yeah, or like uh, Sokka, like his whole thing was he was so untrusting. But then suddenly in the Great Divide, he just trusts the word of this that one tribe and like, nope. Whatever the other people say, I don't believe it. I just, I'm fully on board with these people. Yeah, as it was... Uh, I can remember that. <laughs> as it really was played out. for comedy. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, we, we, you see what we, we, we mean by, like, there yeah, there was inconsistencies um, by this, but I don't think, like, it, not maliciously, not in, like... Not, I, don't, no. I don't think it was, like... Listen, it's hindsight. It's twenty twenty. That is the that is a big word today. That is the advice here. Of everybody understands. Like, listen, you can criticize. We're we're analyzing this like this this um this piece of media, this art form. Basically, we look at anything you yes you the listener have done, and hindsight is twenty twenty. So understand, like, they did they they probably there was inconsistencies, but this is season one, so. Am I giving it a free pass? I shouldn't upon saying all that, but I will at least state that. Yes. Um, if, if they have proven, if they, if they uh, realize their inconsistencies uh, and go back and realize all this stuff and, or at least discover this, if there are inconsistencies, of course, in the first place, and then improve on that. And like, of, do their best to avoid making those same inconsistencies, then I think they should be commended for that uh, and, and going there. And it's so funny. Cause I think we, we said like, while this had a 20 episodes uh, a book or season, this could have had more. This actually could have been 26 episodes and maybe it would have had more filler episodes or maybe it wouldn't have. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm only speculating on that part. My, my point is that yes, no, this is a, flawed first season but it's still a strong like season nonetheless mm, absolutely it is a I'd say either a solid a minus or a b plus if we we're going by grades uh north american standard grades yeah and again i think if you're just watching this show week to week i think it because maybe in this first season you wouldn't realize how story focused it was going to be and so i think the filler episodes wouldn't stand out as much you'd be like oh no it was a great great first season for a show and you'd be all in because because the great like highlights really stand up as fantastic like, i can't say enough good things about something like the storm i really do think that was one of the best episodes from this first uh book or um oh what are some other really great ones in this one i guess we can move on to that what do you think some of your favorites from this oh uh, actually i do have one other thing to say about that is oh, that go ahead. What were they, I mean, again, we didn't do our research here, but what, what were they basing all this off of, by the way? Like this long-form storytelling. Probably Japanese animation when it come, came to their TV shows. Probably other serialized forms of television, maybe like Star Trek, like you said. Um, I, I mean, like, how do, they, how do they base their series around? Like, because if nobody had done it, if nobody was going to do it, how do you do that exactly? Like, it's going to not, like, like again... How was the light bulb made? How was the internal combustion engine made? Like, obviously, the internal combustion engines of 2022 are not the same ones from 1960 or 19, yeah, 1965 or from 1875. All right, there, those are each different ones. So the idea is basically like, 
how was this how exactly they went about this and how they approached the making uh and setting up of their season of their book one water obviously they based it off some stuff but like you know they didn't they didn't know how it was going to go so again they just they just went with i guess what was standard by that point and then they moved on from there um with books two and three if, if that makes any sense yeah it does okay yeah and you saying that um I'm actually not sure what the history of uh, like just straight up serialized television was at that time. Cause I can think of lost, which started in 2004 and that was like a very serialized show. Every episode kind of built into the big plot, but a lot of the other stuff around that time was just straight episodic. So yeah, I do. And I, I do wonder about children's TV as well, what they were kind of doing in the serialized form back then. Again, I can only think of like Japanese animation animated tv shows like that's like, like some of the actual i I'm, I'm thinking like escaflone for instance that was uh serialized so i don't that obviously wasn't their, one of their influences but like that was one that hmm. each episode connected to the next one and you kind of had to see so it fall fall along for art maybe like a naruto sort of dragon ball if you cut out the filler stuff um one piece not seen it so yeah robotech at least early on there, there you go yeah so there's there there were there were shows maybe of animate of animated quality that were were like that, um, mm. but yeah this was this is no Cowboy Bebop where like each episode is episodic by itself and standalone, <laughs> or you know Ghost mm. in the Shell standalone complex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's right in the title. I mean, it's it's got a right in the title. Be false advertising, otherwise. Right in the title. <laughs> no, but um. Oh, what was I going to... Do you remember what I was going to move on to? Yeah, your point was... Uh, what was some of your favorite moments? Oh, yeah, our favorite, like, your absolute favorite episodes. Yes, for, there it is. Because the Storm definitely, I think, still probably sits at the top for me. But... Um, hmm. Yeah, what, what, do you, what do you think? <sighs> yeah, I I think I'd pro... Yeah, I'd probably have to say the Storm. Hmm as well uh if it comes it's the middle it's literally like almost smack in the middle of uh well it's not the halfway halfway point the halfway wait yeah uh actually no is it um i oh yeah this is this is tough because i like this i like um the spirit world that was that was a lot of fun that was that was really a lot of fun uh just because it was yeah that was a good one because we hadn't really seen that like there was no mention of this, not, not no mention, but the, it was very like in the background. It's almost all of a sudden it's like, yeah, there's another whole other like world around us that you can't see that houses yep. these, these beings. And so if you want to like, look at if, if you're looking at, it's funny, I bring the movie up because the movie actually mentions that a little more than the series does. If, if that makes sense like the spirit world or just spirits in general, like spirits are a lot, are a little bit more mentioned in the movie than they are. And, but again, that's hindsight. Like I guess yeah. the, the screenwriter realized that and was like, Oh, let's see these ideas in early on. So that by the end of that movie, when we see the koi fish spoilers, um, it's not out of nowhere. Not that it wasn't out of nowhere in the proper episodes. Series. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> oh man uh i like the oh, i like the deserter as well okay here, here's what we'll do we'll go yeah. we'll go um story arc then we'll go filler 
So what is your favorite story arc episode, which I assume is still the storm? Yeah, I mean, I guess that one, I mean, maybe it could be considered filler because it doesn't necessarily advance the story. But but I think it it kind of um, I was going to say enhances, but that sounds stupid to say. Maybe informs a lot of what's going to happen going forward. Yeah. So. So it still it still feels like an essential episode. It wouldn't be like if you're making a list of these are all the episodes you have to watch to know what's going on. The storm would definitely be on there. And yeah, no, that one's fantastic. But even early on, something like uh, uh, the Avatar Returns. That's is that the one where he um, goes back and no, what's the Southern Air Temple is what I was thinking of, actually. I think that one you count as a story one, right? Yeah, I counted that as the Southern Hemisphere arc because. Yeah. And I even again, I mentioned it was part three of this. Yeah, that was another really impactful one that that really stands out in my memory going back through this show as a as a story arc episode. But but how about for you? Well, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess we'll do it that way. Um, it's yeah. I th- I think I have to split it into two again for overall like action. I would say Avatar Roku takes the cake because of just the plot of getting from you know, uh, Heibai's forest all the way to Fire Temple Island. That was like just just getting there and the action was intense and then like getting inside and it was there was there was it just there felt this weight and urgency to get there and so i was like with them the whole time when it came to that and just like i really hope i want to see them get in there because i want to see what happens next and then we get avatar roku finally and his display of power was amazing it may have been toxic masculinity or it, it reaches that toxic ma- masculinity inside of me of just wanting to see like pure on like undulterated action is awesome stupid me but as for like story yeah. that's not action stuff it probably would have to be the storm mm. yeah and just in terms of animation i remember the storm having some really really standout moments so yes that one was also jam animation because then this blue spirit is dark DR movie. Hmm. Oh, poor old DR has a run around the kick me sign in its butt. <sighs> yeah. At least by you. <laughs> yeah, that that's fair. Seriously. He, and they did some good work. It's not fair. He liked Tokyo Godfathers guys. Don't worry. <laughs> Absolutely. I try to credit where credit is due. Absolutely. Actually, what was your favorite DR? What's your favorite JM animation episode? And what's your favorite DR movie animated uh, episode? Oh, that's uh, that's interesting. I don't remember if I remember all the details. I remember Jet looked pretty pretty fantastic as well. Jet, I think was JM. Can't remember. Hmm. Yeah, I was trying to look and see if I could f- figure it out just from IMDb or somewhere, but I don't see. Uh, yeah, that one may be too hard because I don't remember the. Uh, We'll, we'll just have to go up our memories what it is. Yeah, <laughs> we could go to the Avatar Wiki and look at the credits list for each episode, uh, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> I just know some of these, I think, yeah, like the Deserter, no, the Deserter was Jam, Northern Air Temple was also, was DR, um, Waterbending Masters was JM, I believe, Siege of the North was, part one was 
uh, DR, and then the second one was JM. Storm was JM. Great Divide and Blue Spirit were DR. They kind of like flip flop. Fortune, t- I, yeah. Oh golly, yeah. Fortune Teller was a beautiful episode. Like it looked absolutely. It looked gorgeous. Uh, I th- yeah. think King of Omashi. King of Omashi was DR. I think same with Warriors of Kiyoshi. Um, imprisoned was imprisoned was also a really good looking episode. Golly, it doesn't matter. Yep. I I can't answer that. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, it's too hard. Uh, maybe maybe I'll, I'll go with Fortune Teller for JM animation, and then for uh, DR I'll go with. Oh golly, maybe the Blue Spirit. Mm. I was thinking about saying the Blue Spirit as well. I remember there being some really cool stuff with like zuko moving through like the underground areas like there's yeah. kind of like pipes and stuff like that i remember that yeah really i know good. and some of those action sequences were good but again it's, we're talking about like animation yep. and like the beauty of it like what was catering to our eye so it's in the eye of the beholder here it's subjective in nature yeah those big like ewok forests <laughs> i guess so yeah no i guess i'll go with yeah i'll go with the blue spirit uh for j sure. for for dr movie sure yeah but all around fantastic looking first season of this show really really stellar stuff all around even dr movie they had some like clearly i think kind of lazy work here or there but even they knocked knocked it apart in a number of episodes i will state that their focus and their attention was uh on something else um they may have not been great for character animations and or designs Mm. but they certainly delivered on some other ones if that makes sense yeah, some good detail when it comes to like backgrounds and stuff, but absolutely the character uh, designs is what I was mainly complaining about. That's fair. I think. Yeah, no, you could see a clear difference uh, is there. I, I get it. Yeah, I remember with with DR movie numerous times I would it would like switch from scene to scene where I'd be like, oh, this was really good work in this scene. Go to the next scene. It's like, oh, like, what were they like saving time? Whereas DR movie, like consistency across the board. Wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Other way around. GM animation. Oh, oh, geez. It's the, uh, the the spirits. They're, they're, they're within them. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I had them. He's speaking in tongues. Don't worry. He's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I've been uh, attending the local uh, Southern Baptist church and yes, the the spirits. Oh uh, golly. Yeah. The spirits really are within (laughs) you. Uh, <laughs> uh dr dm dr movie would have like scenes where you're just like this character animation looks off like there's off animation here and then you go to gm animation it's like there's almost nothing wrong with this yeah just across the board really great consistency what is your favorite filler episode sir of book one water um i think i mentioned it earlier but i can't remember let me quickly scroll through these and see if i can remember oh i think it was jet I think Jet was the one that Jet I went with. Jet was your favorite. I see. Yeah, I think for filler, I think that that would be the big kind of standout for me. I mean, I was going to say Imprisoned, but I don't know. I, I couldn't remember if that necessarily counts as filler. Even though her necklace, her brooch is taken away, I still think you could slide it in the filler category. Yeah, if that one counts as filler, then it'd probably go for Imprisoned. I really like the plot there and giving Katara like a chance to kind of even though some of her standing up as a hero kind of felt a little bit like maybe in in modern times would look a little bit weird. (laughs) Being like, oh, screw your ways and change and stuff like that. Uh, Oh, wait, do you mean are you 
confusing that in prison? siege of the north or or sorry waterbending master no i'm pretty sure in prison we were having those because she was like coming in and all these like oh yeah that's right they're like oh i forgot about that yeah like we're just kind of yeah yes yeah it's with, been a long time since we covered that yeah, with haru's dad um haru's dad yeah yeah where it's just like you guys should be you know attack like as as michaela would say it was like it's her project or, or whatever it was where it's just like she has to make things right which golly i like once Michaela said that, I'm like, that's the perfect that that is like a, a perfect that is Katara to a T almost where she wants. And I do that from time. I do that a lot as well, where I want to make things right. It's like, listen, just let things be the way it is. Yeah. And I remember she was coming off as like a little bit like insensitive and privileged where she was like, what are you guys all doing? Like sitting around doing nothing. It's time to act. And they were like, oh, you don't know how hard it is for us. And but anyway, I, I thought that episode had some really fantastic animation. I and um, I really liked seeing like Haru's kind of plot and all that stuff. I thought that one really, really worked. And yeah, the introduction to an earthbender as well, which is nice. Yeah. So definitely for the, uh, the filler ones, that one stands out quite a bit, but how about for you? It, it's I'm torn. Um, I, I'm not putting any, by the way, none of the, like, we're not, I'm not saying that any of the ones that I pick as the best are like everything else is lower. That is not what I'm saying mm. as the last thing I'm saying. Uh, it's just that one of some something about them personally to us, and we'll explain. And he has explained, uh, just just got to us for some reason, um, mm-hmm. and and just we felt a connection more, maybe based off of, again subjectivity. So we just we 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 enjoyed that kind of stuff. Um, I would say all of the episode, all the filler episodes that I'm looking at, I think I have to go with out of, out of nowhere. I'd have to go with the fortune teller. <laughs> no, that's fair. That was a really fun one. It's it's like and it's it's so funny that I don't know what it is, but sometimes I like seeing characters falling in love because I think it, it is just fantasy. Like it at the end of the day, this is a work of fiction, and so somehow I want I want to see these characters fall in love, uh, and maybe be successful uh, or not successful, but maybe have a relationship there. Obviously, you got to build it up first, not just instant love. It's like that's not how things work. Um, and I don't know. It was just, it was just a fun episode, like just a a fun stopping off point. And it was cool action at the end as well, where Aang stopped a volcano that was like super powerful. And I don't know, just, and the comedy was pretty on point as well. Mm -hmm. And we got an inch in it. We got to see a early rendition of a certain character later on, or at least their voice, excuse me um so overall i just i i really enjoyed that episode yeah and i think it definitely added to it that at least like the fortune teller and i think maybe a few others came back was it the deserter that we saw them again it was in Batau of the water tribe when Batau. the oh, okay. bounty hunter june uh goes looking for katara's scent uh with the betroth necklace and they come across uh the fortune teller um what was it now it was the fortune teller it was something else it was it was um the blue spirit with the lady at that one village with the cat her cat muki the herbalist oh the yeah herbalist. the herbalist and <laughs> yeah it was literally just the previous two episodes so the blue spirit and then the fortune teller yeah that was fun it it added it it made those stand out more in my mind that we came back to them and revisited them that is a good use of like re uh of i won't i don't know if fan service is the wrong word but that is a good use of like bringing those characters back 
because it's within the region that it happens. So it's like, ah, that's, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's retracing the steps and showing them in a natural manner because especially given the premise of like the sheer shoe was trying to like find the scent, Katara's scent and where she's been recently, it explains that this has been happening in the course of a few days. So I guess her scent's still like left over there. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, but where else do we have to go here? That's a good question. I feel like we've talked about most of what we what we saw. Yeah, again, we're 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 not certain of how to how how this is going. I think we, we've we've covered a lot. Not not to say we haven't. Um, yeah, because I don't I don't just want to go into like what would you wanted to have seen. It's like we kind of went into that in our individual episodes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's one. This may be a this this may be like you know outdone quickly favorite animal from book one water oh hmm maybe i'll pass it to you first that's fair okay <laughs> actually you know what i i think i've got maybe one maybe one of mine at least let's hear it but i did love the turtle seals something about that combination i would have never thought about it but it's super fun <laughs> i always like all the random combinations that they have like that i think that's uh a bit of creativity hence why i asked i was like oh we gotta at least like come up with something here <laughs> sure uh so turtle seals yeah no that 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 is that is pretty cool let's see but to me yes no i have to now answer my own question it only seems fair let's see out of all the critters and the non-human animals we've seen right now i don't know i don't know why this is really dumb I'm not just going to give the easy answer of, oh, Appa. Appa, he's like just big, fluffy, you know, bison, a manatee-looking thing. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to just go with that, even though it's pretty easy, and he's he's really, like, cute-looking. Yeah, I do love him. Um, I would actually say Flopsy, or at least the fake-out Flopsy, if you remember him. The small little, like, jackrabbit-looking creature back in King of Amashu. Yeah, I vaguely remember did it look? Did it have anything unusual about it, or was it just? Maybe... It had. It it looked like a rabbit or a hare, like a like a big like not not big because Flopsy was the giant goat, yeah, uh, manator bull thing. Um, <laughs> but the fake out Flopsy was the one that had long ears, was looked like a rabbit, and had big rabbit feet. Mm. So kind of looked like a rabbit. Yeah, I remember him. Yep. I'd say remember that little buddy. Yeah, I'd also say that that's. Oh uh, wait, platypus bear. That platypus bear also looked pretty cute. Platypus bear. I'm trying to. Remember. Oh yeah. Okay. Fortune Never teller. That guy as well. Uh, I'm not gonna say Muki because that's kind of. That's that, that that's kind of like that's, that's an easy one. Uh, let's see what else is there. We didn't really get any. Most of the most of the water tribe wasn't using beasts of burden, eh? Like uh, northern water tribe, I mean. No. Yeah, I can't really think of anything I saw there. Did they have the right? Did the I forget? Did the yeah no the um, the Fire Nation had the rhinos if I recall. They're not rhinos, but they're uh, like a combination between rhinos and 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 giant kimono dragons. Yep, yep. I'm not saying that's my favorite one, but I'm just saying like there's that. Yeah, it looked like they jumped right out of uh, Star Wars Episode Two. <laughs> Or was it three? I can't remember. Which uh, oh the yeah the the beast on that, yeah, that Obi Wan uses in Utapa. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's three then. That is three. Yeah. Momo has his moments when he's like curled up in a ball. Yep. 
Did we get another water creature? We didn't get a whale. I'm surprised by that. We had the um, the serpent. Not the serpent, whatever. Yep. That, the, the koi fish, the giant. No, there was a koi fish and there was the unagi, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Unagi. Yep. Heibai was pretty cute, uh, but he was, again, he was a spiritual panda, so I don't know if I can count that. Yeah, I was going to say him, but he was just a panda, so <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I guess I can't. So. I don't think that works. <laughs> Ko, no, that he's a spirit, and I don't know. <laughs> I said, I said animal. Actually, I guess I'll say, I'll say that as well. So, uh, yeah, I'll leave it as, um, I'll say, I'll, I'll leave it as fake out Flopsy. I think that was just really cute, uh, of a of a design sure. for a rabbit. Uh, if I if I if I have any others, I'll I'll, I'll mention that later. Uh, but sure. I will say, what was your favorite spirit design? Hmm. <laughs> this is stupid because we don't even know this who this character is but i do like the monkey man that we see just briefly so there's something about him reminds me of um a couple different random like monkey things and it amused me because i always like monkeys <laughs> i guess he was an ape i shouldn't say monkey at least i think he was an ape <laughs> well here's this detail that i didn't realize until the creator said it when i listened to the commentary of the last two episodes uh, apparently that was mark hamill Oh, yeah. wow. Did not That's know that yeah. and did not hear that. I'm like, oh my goodness. Nope. Is that suggestive that Mark Hamill's putting on an Indian accent? I'm not going to. I'll just leave that one up in the air. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's drop that one. What's your favorite uh, spirit that we favorite see? Favorite spirit, I think. Roku doesn't count. That's kind of stupid. That's dumb. And Fang doesn't count either. <laughs> Uh, other spirits we saw this season, we saw Heibai, we saw both koi fish, even though they gave up their spiritual forms and went into the moral world. Uh, Ko himself, I guess Kozilla, which by the way, I listened to that commentary, with, which had Brian, Michael, and uh, Aaron Ehas on it. No mention of Nausicaa at all. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Uh, instead, mm. instead, uh, get this. Instead, when Kozilla showed up, uh, they said, hey, this idea came because Dave Filoni is a massive Godzilla fan. And so oh. we, we did that. I'm just like, okay, I remember this now. I'm still going to go, what? <laughs> but yeah, the, what? <laughs> But it's the, <laughs> hey, wait a minute, it's, but he, but it's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but as for spirits, um, I think I'd say hey, bye. I think his, uh, his dark, air quotes, spirit form is, is pretty cool looking and good design. And kind of, again, gives us like a, a brief description of how, um, animal, uh, how the spirits can, be, could behave. If, if that makes sense. Uh, in what way do you mean? Um, that's for later on, but it at least introduced us into the world of spirits and that like spirits are tied into the land itself, at least in, again, in this episode, in that episode and that Aang can't just be fighting for the humans, but he also has responsibilities for the humans as well. So I think, mm. I think I'm glad that that was a good introductory episode of like, here's somebody that needs help in a way, and it's not just a human, but offering assurance to this the spirit that things will be okay. Maybe it could have gone a little more into that. Uh, now that I think about it, but uh, it's neither here nor there. 
Yeah, that might have been nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like the next question was, what's your favorite location? Ooh, I mean, the city of Amashu was super duper cool. Yep. But I think it was maybe the whatever the water city was in the the siege of the north. I can't remember if they actually gave it a name, but I love love the the look of that place. Like the northern water tribe fortress or kingdom. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that place was called if they gave it a name. I just called it Water Water City in my uh my summaries, but <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if they actually gave it a, a proper name. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I, I don't remember now either. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's just like the Northern Water Tribe city or kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what for you? Yeah, for my for my favorite location, let's see. South Pole. No. <laughs> it's bare. There's nothing to do there. I'm just kidding um jet's location was really cool like the forever fall like that was i you know that was oh man that was great i i'd have to say jet just because of the red like just just the 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 fall of red maybe it's just because it's that point of the year but like man alive that was that was pretty awesome it was absolutely very striking, like instantly recognizable. Again, nothing else is like trash in my opinion. I'm just like, that one was the most appealing to me. Mm. Contrasted with the whole blue aspect of the show, I think which is what they were going for because it's water and water is most associated with blue. Yeah, but uh, yeah, do you feel like you have much else, where, much else places to go? That wasn't good English. <laughs> I mean, I guess I was going to ask like favorite action scene. Oh, uh, I'd never remember these. I'm trying. There's one where. There's like a bunch of ships coming and Aang like fires off to like fight them. But I can't remember what episode that was in. I just. Was that Siege of the North part one or was that? No, it was. Avatar Roku and Winter Solstice part two. It may have been that one, Um, but I I don't remember. Yeah, the the action sequences are not. They don't necessarily stick out for me in the same way they do for you. Yeah, that's fair. So, (laughs) but I guess um, in the deserter, I did like Zhao. And Zhang Zhang's fight. I thought that was a good good scene there. That was a but... really good scene. It's, it's very brief, but it was yeah. there it, it needed it, it was it, it served a purpose. Yeah, it had a lot of impact. Absolutely. But how about for you? I would almost go with like back to Winter Solstice Part two with Avatar Roku. Um, but I can't really that that's kinda going against my I would say actually from Battle of the Water Tribe, um, the scene between Aang and Zuko in the Abbey, uh, when they're going back and forth, and we see uh, Aang trying to grab the betrothed necklace. I think that was pretty cool. Mm. That was a that was a really was good, a good fight, one. and we got also a fight between I forgot about the Shearshu as well. The Shearshu was an animal. Um, uh, there's something about it that looks like it's in pain all the time. So I don't, I don't know if it's a really good design, but I don't know if it's my favorite design in that show. But <laughs> we, we have like a, we have like several fights going on where it's like, yeah, well, maybe not several. We have like two big fights between like Aang and Zuko and then June, her sheer shoe and then Appa. So it's just like it's that's that's a fight that I liked a lot. Um, like not to say yeah. that any of the other fights didn't like wow me or whatnot, because I could have said like, oh, the Agni Kai from the third episode with uh between Zhao and Zuko. Uh that one stood out as well. That was that was pretty cool as well. But yeah, I'd I'd have to say the Battle of the Water Tribe where we just see like two bending styles going back and forth and 
Yeah. I don't, also, I, I guess even the the water burning scroll that was a that was a fun one. I guess that's a runner up for me just because of how like just the kinetic energy and the pirates are in there and like Zuko's in there with his crew and then Aang is there. I just I think that worked that that was a fun scene as well where like everybody got caught mixed up and everywhere. Yeah, that was a good one as well. Yeah. You know that you're mentioning some of them, I'm re- remembering them, but at the time they didn't stand out that much. No, that's fair. It's only when you like look back in retrospective. <laughs> All right. I don't really, I don't think I have much else for like air quotes favorites because I would just be like reaching the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Um, but it certainly engaged us in conversation. And that's what I was aiming for and what you aim to see this, you know, overview go. So uh, what do you have for us, sir? Or where, where else would you like to go in topic? Um, did we talk a little bit about Zhao? Because I did feel like we should mention him. Yeah, I feel I mentioned Zhao only in like the Agni Kai fight, and you mentioned him with between Zhang Zhang and him. Other than that, no, we've not mentioned Commander uh, Admiral Zhao. Yeah, since by the end he was kind of the central villain for the show. Like Zuko was definitely a, a continuing force, but the ultimate like big threat ended up being Zhao and his ambition. Um, I thought that was handled pretty well throughout the show, and I. I think we had some pretty impactful stuff, especially in the storm, like seeing his kind of dynamic with um, Zuko in his past and just kind of this always irritating force that eventually just kind of broke into final combat in the Siege of the North. I thought all that stuff was really well handled. So, <laughs> yeah, um, not to give much away, but he certainly the the team break and all the writers and Aaron he has as well in that sense, uh, I think had had something there like uh in the end he you know he started off as like i can't say generic but you certainly got the idea when we saw him in avatar return or sorry uh northern or southern air temple excuse me uh you got the sense that he probably was going to stick around like he was not just a one episode uh villain like he would just like zuko he would kind of like have his own arc or he would have his own moments in the story was he as present as a future antagonist, if you know whom I mean? That's what I mean by he was, they, they were like, I, when I say learning, they were just like, again, this is their, their first season with this. So early development when it came to like almost a season villain, if that makes sense. Because I know they were trying mm. to stay away from the whole season villain thing, but I guess there's nothing, if you have an antagonist going throughout the show, which was, or the series, excuse me, which was Zuko spoilers, um, who will grow and mature. Hopefully. Um, I don't think there's a problem in having like a central, like season villain. If they're, you know, if they sort of like start and end that point, if that makes sense, does that mean they have to die every season? Hopefully not. Cause then that'd be, boring. but the way Zhao was, dealt with i think was perfect um yeah if, if that makes sense because with with him yeah no his i obviously i think overall he could have had more of a presence um could have been like the driving force in any of those episodes uh where zuko wasn't around again threatening ang with his troops Outline here or there stating like, you know, Admiral Zhao sends is sending us to go here or something like that. The, the foot mm-hmm. soldiers are, you know, complaining or something like that, but they just always mention Zhao by name to give us that Zhao is hunting Aang also, just like Zuko. So his presence is still there. Um, 
and downright devious. Um, as for the plan, like his plan, um, was that seated at all? No, not until like, I don't think you could have thought like this man is going to go to the northern air, northern water tribe uh, fortress, and he's going to find the ocean spirit and he's going to kill it. Like in episode three, you don't see that in episode, like the Batao or sorry, the deserter. You don't see that Um, in the blue spirit. You don't have that like sense. We don't get that sense of like, for instance, could Zhao have been the one that burnt the forest down in the spirit world? Uh, Winter solstice part one, where he burnt Haibai's village down. Could that have been him Um, Hmm. to set up his, uh, hatred or or whatever you want to call it his supremacy or yeah his supremacy over spirits uh could that have been like shown in early on obviously again hindsight is 120 the answer is yes uh it could have been that yeah that would have been good actually um to set up that and subtly talk about that where he is like he desecrates local shrines or something like that because he thinks that he's better than the spirits and that he will conquer them so and put more of that into his character they could have done that again i'm not i i keep i i want to just sit here all day and say they could have done that but i'm just saying like the looking back on it that's that's what could have happened uh and i would love to see that and that would have contrasted with iroh a bit as well um oh yeah through uh just because and we didn't and because we first saw iroh kind of noticing spirits in that same episode uh of of um the spirit world when he was captured by those earth kingdom soldiers so but but as for yeah with with Zhao, good character by the end of it of course i don't know if they had the plans for him to become i I think they said they did or they had they wanted him to do that i don't know if like it was episode one or whatever but again yeah having him from the very beginning be like anti-spirit should have probably been more prevalent, not flanderdized, but obviously I think written more into his character and would have given him, not that he didn't have character, but given him more character. Um, that, that should have been there, but overall, yeah, no, what, what they did with him, I enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, Jason Isaacs, we already mentioned, really did de- deliver a lot of great work uh, again like so that that helped uh, an actor in in the classic respects of takes any role seriously doesn't matter the subject matter but we'll we'll take this as a serious job uh we need more actors like that yeah and do you want to kind of move to our our kind of final summation of this season what we think uh anything with Eero, by the way or with iroh sorry whoops <laughs> <laughs> yo spoilers for the the movie uh spirits are within me i'm sorry <laughs> um i think iroh was a good just grounding force in the background but he'll really kind of come to and i guess he came to really kind of the forefront in the final two-parter but he'll really be developed a lot more in the second uh book so agreed no i yeah very good supporting character survives obviously and we'll see more of him uh what he does in book two um very laid back relaxed i hope he i hope he continues his personality his personality is the same in the next book yep we'll have to tune in to find out (laughs) yeah exactly uh okay yeah i guess uh yeah i mean i don't really know how to end this um 
well, I guess, I, I guess to end this, maybe let's talk about Aang because he is like you know the central protagonist of this. Yeah. What did he learn this throughout this whole season? Hmm. Yeah, it is tricky with Aang because there are moments where it seems like he has revelations and he kind of realizes the state that he's in and realizes that he needs to take his role as the Avatar seriously. Mm-hmm. And then in maybe the same episode or maybe the next episode, he's kind of back to, ah, I'm just a kid, you know, I'm just having a good time. And like, again, it was kind of disappointing to see in the Siege of the North that Katara was taking her kind of studentry so seriously, but Aang was still just kind of hanging out in the background, just telling jokes and really not paying much attention to the class. So that was kind of, I was like, uh, I feel like maybe by this point you should be taking things a little bit more seriously, but, but we'll see how it develops. Next and book. It's very funny that you mentioned that because both by, uh, Zhang uh, Zhang and then by the creators in, again, one of the two commentaries, I think in the beginning of that siege in the north part one commentary that i listened to uh both mention i guess word of god mentions that yes ang has got a lot of power to him he is a prodigy just probably because he is the avatar so he has that like potential but he obviously doesn't take it seriously and they were they made a point on that apparently like they just they it, it seemed like they were i'm not gonna say proud but they they certainly stood by their decision to make ang look like that from what the mm. uh what what there's also i think it's either in, yeah it's in that episode where uh brian confirms that the because in in episode 19 we see like uh the camera goes up to the sun and it's the you know the beginning it's the sun from the beginning of the intro so it's the whistler sun and he conf- that's where he confirms i took that at whistler so i'm not crazy oh, that actually the they, <laughs> word of god it's it's by him it's in a commentary i swear <laughs> oh that's fun but but anyway, yeah, with with Aang, yeah, no, it's it's like I would I would hope that by the next book he does take things more seriously, air quotes. Like if this whole book was like a wake up wake up call of like, hey, you're the last of your of your culture. Um like you're there was gen there was a genocide. You need to take this seriously. Um, get with the program you and save the world and don't be a kid like become a child soldier it's a balancing act it's a very big balancing act of treating the fact that you are have the weight of the world on your shoulders and not trying to go insane from that revelation because mm-hmm. again he could we, we know he's given all these morals and all these res- limitations and restrictions what if he cracked you know what if the avatar didn't do any of that never experienced that we don't know if there was an avatar story that where an avatar went rogue or went against their nature the nature of the avatar itself we haven't seen something like that i have no idea um where they instead are use their powers for selfish gains uh and not for the betterment of, of both spirit and human world so we don't see that but yeah for as for ang is he written inconsistently inconsistently excuse me sure sure um did they know 100 percent where the character was gonna go probably uh i think they did did they get all the de- was it all the details that mattered 
it's what we're no what's what we're analyzing basically yeah um but they they fudge some stuff but in yeah in the end i think ang is uh, he, the excuse of like well he's still 12 years old so give him that like give him a pass probably shouldn't be said but at the same time is still there of like he is still a kid so you're trying to act you, you you as an authoritative person are trying to tell a kid how to behave how put yourself in ang's shoes how would you behave yeah sometimes i wonder if there's a bit of just like ang is ang is just barely keeping it together and so he needs to kind of just be this loose happy kind of person just to get through the fact that he's like lost everything and every now and again, we see like little moments of that. And like even something like we talked about how it felt that a character in um, uh, Bato of the Water Tribe. Maybe that was just another moment of things just like becoming real to him again. And he has to kind of grapple with, oh, no, what if I have to face the reality that I am alone? Because I mean, um, Sokka and Katara are with him, but in some ways he's still alone because they could never share his responsibility in the same way. So... So again, maybe we'll see some of that stuff develop more uh, as we get into this next book. But I, we don't know. We do not know yet. We only have this is the end of book one, so we'll have to wait and see what it looks like for part two or book two. Excuse me. Absolutely. Uh, I, yeah, I can't. I can't just say go into another person's shoes and expect to do the same exact thing, but. Uh, that's that's uh, that's the way w- w- characters are written. Sometimes, sometimes characters don't always make the right mis- right decisions. They're mm-hmm. like us, you know. Because if Aang was perfect, well, then I think people would complain about him. Although they're complaining about the inconsistency of his character and the fact <laughs> that he kind of uses comedy uh, as a mo- coping mechanism. But hey, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure a lot of people do that. Absolutely. Well, but speaking of the end, I feel like maybe we've come to. Uh come to the end of our little run here through this overview i agree i i think uh i think we've fi- sort of figured it out doesn't don't fully know like what we'll go into next when we come to book two's summary but i think we have an overall idea of what we could do yeah yeah and i think we definitely covered most of yeah, everything that i kind of wanted to talk about so so at least we got that down i i agree but uh th- thank you very much for coming through this this season here i know that we for a long time, we were talking about starting up this show and the fact that we've finally come to the end of book one, starting to move into book two. That's super cool. Very much enjoyed going through all these with you and our guests, of course. Yes, being our guests. And it only took us a year and a month to do it. Oops. Yep. <laughs> hopefully not as, uh, hopefully it won't be as long for you guys this this next time. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Can't make any promises. Oh, but yes, thank you very much for listening. And if you listened all the way through from the a rambling beginning. I hope you've uh, enjoyed the ride, because we most certainly have. For this random rambling end. The rambling end, yes. <laughs> to, this se- to this season, I mean, of course. This is not again not the end of the series. <laughs> Till next time, everybody. <laughs>
This section of the podcast contains spoilers for all seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Enter at your peril. Welcome to the spoiler section, everybody, and the bonus, bonus part of this. This is where I mentioned earlier, uh, if you were following along. Uh, oh, hang on. I thought you said you were going to put a pin in something. I did. This is this is now where we can talk about it. Kind of like spoiler territory-ish. Uh, sure. Spoilerville. So I put a pin and speculation on what the live action Netflix adaptation could do. Uh, oh, yes. Create some inconsistencies that us and the fans have had with this overall first season so let's do that then shall we Mm. well i don't know how long it's gonna be but i imagine probably you're in the 10 to like eight episode mark it's well they're they're cutting everything in half like everything it's just halved like just you have everything and it's going to be like either netflix uh marvel long so 50 minutes to an hour or it'll be like 40 minutes. Like as, you know, a regular cable television drama would be. So around the runtime, it could be around the same as a TV series. Uh, but... You mean by what exactly? Because if it's like, if they cut the show in half, it's like 10 episodes. But the episode lengths are the length of about two episodes of the animated series. Wouldn't that be equivalent? Uh, yeah, I, I, okay, I see what you mean. So they basically merge two episodes together to make, like, one, almost. Yeah. Yes. No, I know what you mean there. Now, they have obviously released the cast list for some of the other characters, such as Ty Lee and Mai, which is saying something. Oh, oh, wow. I think they also released Toph as well. Maybe I'm wrong with that. But if they're doing Ty Lee and Mai this early, if they're like trying to plant the seeds early on, then they probably have something going for them. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to be fully featured in season one, but or book one, excuse me. But I I just wonder if they'll... I don't even know if they had an actor for... I assume they have an actor, air quotes, for Haru. Uh, we don't yet know that. But more focus on the spirits potentially, and maybe making Zhao more anti-spirit, uh, more racist almost in a way um <laughs> towards spirits uh early on making him like the central threat alongside zuko and they can both be opposing antagonists because they are two different like th- their motivations are different enough um mm-hmm. and i think and, and also joke jokes aside about you know our original character uh lightning bolt zolt or captain lightning bolt zolt senior um giving uh Zhao some supporting cast might actually not be the worst idea. Yeah, absolutely. I think him bringing the Yuyan archers along with him uh after the blue spirit would probably be a good idea as well, giving Aang some uh potential problems. I think that wouldn't be the worst idea yet either. It's also just to give those guys more stuff. Um Jet, I don't know how they'll handle that. That's uh That'll be something. Who are they going to merge? Yeah, I was going to bring him up. It might be cool if they actually continue that character, like having come back in some way or something like that. Well, other than how he's going to, like how he, when we see him in book two, of course. Mm. 
But you, like, do you mean more to do in season, like almost travel along with the gang potentially? And he's secretly sabotaging certain Fire Nation outposts. Yeah, it might be cool to like see like you hear about oh there's there's this there's someone out there and then they eventually count encounter him. Oh, that would be kind of cool. Another thing is setting the blue spirit up a little earlier. That could that could be good. Absolutely. Something and something puts into Zuko's mind to become the blue spirit as well. Like that sounds maybe a little far fetched, but something to give him a reason to do this for this anonymity. Yeah, we see him early on before then. Yeah, almost like him and maybe Jet meet early on that would be interesting they both have character they're both characters with dual swords that's that's funny um the white lotus placement and symbolization can stay where the way it is i think we've had enough waterbending scroll i wonder how you could tie that into something i know we've i know we brought stuff up beforehand about how you can like merge things together i boomy could pose as I, i i think i wish more time would be spent with boomy um and like him and ang actually have like a catching up together even though they it's implied they only met like once or twice um Mm. but he still remembers him all these years and he's more of a like master to him if that makes sense that could be good again i mentioned it's so funny i mentioned like all all the old masters if you remember that that episode in book three though that they're all technically here all these players are here of like these these old wise except for sifu uh Kisu. Oh crap! Not Kisu. No, that's the he's the martial arts uh, coordinator. But the um, the guy in season in book three, excuse me, the swordmaster, P something. I don't remember. He's voiced by Robert Patrick. But yeah, he's his character. He's uh, he's the only one out of these these guys. But I mean, all these old masters are basically there, and they set up the idea that like Aang's going to be taught by these old elders instead of. Uh, and also contrasting these guys with with Gyatso, almost. I think I I, I want a more emphasis on that. Hmm. Let's see what else. More water tribe stuff. I want to see maybe some water tribe guys. Uh, I'm not saying I want the swamp people in there immediately, but I'd it'd be <laughs> cool if they put in uh, like a water tribe in like the Earth Kingdom somewhere. Not a water tribe, but like you know a little like offshoot or something like that near a lake. That could be cool. I mean, we're, not, we're we're not getting a Gungan city because they can't no. do that. I wish they did, but they won't. I wonder if there'll be a mystery. Sokka will be involved in where machines start cropping up a little more, and he's wondering where these are. Like maybe setting the mechanic mechanist up a little further on. That could be cool too. Where like Sokka's trying to discover where these machines are coming from, and we finally get to the me- mechanist. Maybe uh, I'm probably wrong on that. More with um, uh, shoot, what's his name? Uh, his son's name. Oh, um, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I know so many of these names, but I don't remember. Um, Taran? No, I remember I kept screwing it up. <laughs> uh, not Taro. No. Uh, more of him. More of him would be cool. Uh, mm-hmm. and the line of like, yeah, you would have been an Airbender if you were born a hundred years ago or something like that. See, we're all hoping for this stuff, but you almost could put this in like more episodes. I don't know if you could fill fill all this with ten episodes only. Like, obviously, we want to see them spend a lot of time in the Northern Water Tribe, especially with UA developing her a little more. Oh yeah, definitely. 
can't wait to see how that stuff plays out. Yeah, I actually wouldn't mind a trip to the spirit world firsthand. So he goes, first he's immaterial, so he's he's intangible, but he's still on the human realm. I want another episode where he goes into the spirit realm firsthand, maybe gets lost in there. And then a second, and then like when he goes to the spirit world in the end of the book to find Ko and find the, you know, find out the true identity of the Koi fish, he's a little more prepared and used to it. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe also the fact that maybe they remove Ko entirely uh, if they go with the idea of like, he's there, the answer is right in front of him. Unless yeah. he's a kid, give him that. Um, uh, I guess don't show the Fire Lord. Or at least, you know, don't show him fully um, like they did in the movie. Sorry, I'm just checking because uh, I got curious when this show is actually coming out. So I was just trying to see if I can find a date for it. That's totally fine. Yeah, because it's been in development for so long now. I mean, we were talking about it, what, back in 2019, I think? Yeah, we did. We mentioned that in the commentary. Oh, it said could be late 2022 or sometime early in 2023 looks like they're not sure yet either. it's a 2023 release it has to be a 2023 like is obviously they wouldn't say this by now but i wonder if it's if it's post-production stuff right now they can't still be like film principle photography has to be done by this point right maybe that's yeah, i'm trying being, to look for that that's me being a little uh high and mighty it said they started production in november of uh, 2021 it had to get delayed i believe yeah now march so that's like that's you know, it's not getting close to month six but it's getting there hmm. uh, yeah i don't know how long tv shows usually take to to shoot yeah especially in the covid era i feel like it's all thrown up in the air yeah and it's the other thing that well it's not stinks but the other thing it's it is filmed here so again i'm i don't know man i'm i'm just curious as to what that's gonna look like because we are very curious we are not multiple <laughs> biomes over here yeah so i don't i have no idea what they're gonna do if i mean if they modeled the northern water tribe off of vancouver i'd laugh like they took the design of how vancouver's based and they made that the northern water tribe i'd kind of laugh but like <laughs> that's that's far-fetched yeah now i'm just trying to look at the uh avatar studios it looks like they haven't updated anything in like maybe like five or six months what they've got coming next well we're not even going to talk about that did they even i thought they just i thought the only announcement was that they are formed so everything's probably like something's in production right now that was all the way back in february see what i mean so it's been a month and a year and a month for this whole time we've been doing this obviously on and off they have yet to announce anything which probably means like obviously they're working on something makes me wonder if they're working on multiple projects because you figure yeah a year into their company existing they would have announced at least one project that's going to be coming out soon, but I it doesn't seem to have anything announced yet. No, interesting. It is uh, quite interesting. I don't, I don't fully know. Again, not not here to talk about that. What do you, what do you want to see, uh, sir, from the Netflix adaptation of book one? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if I have any expectation at all. I just can't imagine. Like, I have a feeling that they're going to lean more into making it like a serious show and maybe kind of amp up the threat and take away some of the humor aspects, which maybe could work. Maybe the humor wouldn't translate as well in live action as compared to animation. But I'm especially worried that they're going to, just knowing how shows look nowadays, that they're going to go with a more like desaturated color kind of look. Uh, and I really don't want that. I really hope that muted they... Muted color palette. 
not as bright and vibrant as this one was. Yeah, I miss I miss seeing television like that. You know, I mean, I guess The Flash and Supergirl kind of had that. Well, uh, yeah, like <laughs> you, you remember the fight that they the first fight they had when they were downtown, right? Like it was all gray and stuff. Now, that's just. Yeah. That, first off, yeah. that's normal for us down here uh, over here because we have to live <laughs> that with that every day. So but like, you know, look at a show like uh, Adventures of Lois and, and Clark. Like that was like that. Uh, maybe it didn't have like the brightest color palette to it, but it still had a lot of like color to it, even like Superboy. Like there was there was color to that. Yeah, and I mean Smallville, they like they go overboard with trying to make everything super colorful. I'm not we're not ta- I'm not talking about that. You can talk about that. Well, yeah, you haven't seen it, but yeah, they except for the pilot. Yeah. But no, like you go into a hospital and the rooms are like pink and purple and like super bright. What the heck? So that's yeah, it was just weird. <laughs> they really loved going overboard with their colors early on in that show. I would say actually a good example of what a color palette could look like. Uh, I think Daredevil season one actually looked pretty good uh, with its colors. Yeah, it's still muted, though, because they're going for that more like gritty kind of feel. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm worried about with this Netflix show. So they're going to make it try to feel more gritty, I guess. uh, Well, yeah, it is Netflix after all. Um, I guess the other thing I'll say maybe to counter that is Wheel of Time. Uh, from the four episodes I saw of that, I think it was excellent uh, when it came to some mm. of the color palettes and color decisions they made. Um, we'll we'll see what uh, Amazon's Lord of the Rings looks like. Oh, I'm very curious about that. I'm very, very curious. <laughs> That's another here nor there. That's oh, a yeah. different series entirely. Yeah. This, is not, this is live action. Um, I wonder if they'll focus more on the romance with Katara and Aang, as I said. Hmm. Um, don't know if Suki will accompany them or if she'll will at least see her leave. I I have no idea. I don't know if June. I I don't know which. Like, obviously, they'll probably have to axe some characters. But it it is pretty funny. I remember watching the episode, the comment or listening to the commentary for. I think it was the Northern Air Temple. Yes, that was the first one that was available, and it had Dee Bradley Baker on it, the man who does all the voices for the animals and various background characters and he was saying how uh i think i think it was where was it i saw this somebody was i i remember seeing it somewhere there's a tweet where he was just like i guess in response to avatar itself like the netflix series uh or adaptation he was just like why is it being made like what what story what else is there to tell from that story um and I kind of have to say, like, after assessing this first season and looking at it under a microscope for this first book, there is technically stuff that they could adapt and change into the uh, live action. Now, is that going to mean it's good? I don't know. That's subjective to some people, mm. so I can't say. Yeah, and I'm going to try to go in with a pretty open open mind. Kind of let them have their room to, to change stuff and do things their own way. So there's no point in just like making it completely, you know, true to form adaption, just turn to live action. That just seems pointless to me. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, especially with having watched the movie and, mm. li- and liking it. Um, I do mean watching it again beyond just, you know, our commentary before like watching it again. Oh, you, 
Oh, you already rewatched it? Yes. And um, oh. adaptation wise, like, again, it's I don't see it now as a hindrance. Like this thing should be never exist. Is it partially a cash grab? Yeah, of course it is. Let's be honest here. It's probably like, is there actually like a, or at least is there a story they can tell with this? Yes. No, I think there is more of a like story stuff they could tell about it where they condense some of it down more to make it similar to Korra. Or is it just another like, yeah, reboot sell, as I said before for money. Um, yeah. No, I, that that is true. But I'll I'll give it its fair. It's it's happening, so I shouldn't just be all negative, Nancy, on it. Yeah, exactly. And give it give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, is there a triggering point where you and I are just like, nope, that's it, we're we're done. I don't know. Like, what's the point of no return where it's just like, we got to give this up. Like, this is this is it, or they just turn it into like a Saturday morning cartoon, like Super Friends. Well, we'll we'll save that for when we when we see it. This uh, of course, this little bonus section is going pretty long at this point. I, so. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, but again, it was just something that I needed to bring up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like there'll be twists, there'll be turns. We don't know yet. So, again, I mean, wild speculation at this point. So I can't really say that. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, 